Captain. Our computer is picking up a strange signal. I don't want any baloney, magic tricks, or psychological mumbo jumbo. Errors in time and space. Greetings, Liminerds! Broadcasting to you from a location outside of time and space, this is Liminal Unlimited. I'm Kyle Thatcher. I'm Jenny Thatcher. And welcome back to the show. Thank you. <laughs> it's good to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, you meant them. I meant the listeners. Yes, thank you, dear listeners. I meant the listeners. Welcome. So, Jenny. Hmm? What are we talking about this week? What are we talking about? <laughs> I want to hear you say it. <laughs> well, I want to hear you say it so I can say what I'm going to say. We're talking <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about Ouija boards. Um, it's pronounced Ouija. I thought it was a Ouija boards. <laughs> Or as Jack used to call it, the Luigi board. Yeah, the Luigi board, yep. <laughs> yeah, our son Jack used to call it the Luigi board. <laughs> Zach not ba- that we let him play with it or anything. No, 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 not at all. Zach Bagans calls it Ouija board. Yes. He pronounces the O. An Ouija board. An Ouija board. It's Ouija. It's um, pronounced Ouija. Um, it's pronounced Ouija. <laughs> <laughs> That's a I get I get uh, made fun of because I do I do a bit thing, uh, um, I'm a little contributor on our siblings podcast, the Wellhouse Exorcism, and check yep, it out. shout out to Wellhouse Exorcism. Go check them out if you haven't already. Although according to their numbers, you've probably checked them out, and now you're like <laughs> listening to us two momos <laughs> so <laughs> you've you've listened to their you know deep dive dark histories their well-researched well-oiled machines and we've got jenny getting alerts on her phone i'm sorry as her so so we are we're probably the lesser podcast but in my mind I think what we do has a ton of merit because we we're out to uh, broaden your horizons. We're out to show you about the the possibilities. And Jenny's phone is still hitting notifications. I turned the volume off. <laughs> it's off. Was that my or was that oh, my phone? Oh, is that your phone? Oh, <laughs> oh, me, is that your phone? Hang on a second. Oh, that was mine. Eat it. You editing this out? Or? I I might. I don't know. Um, so we we're about the horizons. We're about the limits of your reality and your personal space. And we are experts in nothing, as we uh, famously say. Stop saying that. Why? Because you make it sound like we don't know what we're talking about. I mean, we kind of don't. Well, yeah, but you don't have to say it. <laughs> Well, I mean, we just have like you know uh, decades of experience watching and and reading and intaking everything of the weird and supernatural. That counts for something. 
uh, you know, yeah, we could we could call ourselves. Uh, we're not technically investigators, but we're scholars of the paranormal, <laughs> scholars of the weird. That should have been the name of the podcast, Scholars, Scholars of, of the, the Weird. weird. Oh. <laughs> we can change it. It's too Subtitle late. Subtitle it. It's too late. We're dug in. Liminal Unlimited. So, yeah, Scholars we're... of the Weird. I like it. <laughs> so, yeah, we're here to talk to you about some Ouija boards. Um, yeah. Because Ouija boards are the fun way for teenagers all across the globe um, who drop the, I don't know how much it costs, it probably costs like 30 bucks to buy a, a, a regular old Parker Brothers Ouija board. But uh, it, it brings the liminal spaces into the comfort of your own home during <laughs> sleepovers right. and parties. So, yeah, we, we own a Ouija board, but we don't use it. <laughs> we don't, Somewhere. We don't bring it into the house. Um and it's the one that I've had for years and years and years. I, I had it since I was in high school. I went to the, the toy store and bought a Ouija board. And uh, we used to use it a lot when I was in high school. And I used it a little bit in college. I sound like, I sound like yeah, like, it sounds like I'm talking about weed. Like, yeah, <laughs> I used it in high school a lot. And I then did, a little bit in college. Yeah, I'm over it. Uh, <laughs> I've moved on. I like a nice, I like a nice glass of scotch now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Ouija boards. What do you, what do you, what do you know about Ouija boards, honey? Just off the top of your head, describe a Ouija board for so, us. So okay, so Ouija is technically a brand name for one of these things, which is also known as a talking board or a spirit board. Right, so it's supposed a to witch be, board. Witch board. So it's supposed to be a way to communicate with the spirit realm. So it's a board has the letters of the alphabet, yes, no, and then the number zero through nine, and and goodbye. Goodbye. At the Very bottom. Important. Yes, and then on top of the board you place the planchette, which is like a triangular heart-shaped doohickey that the mm. participants place their fingers lightly on. And it actually then, used to be called a table uh-huh. before they gave it the moniker of the planchette, which basically mm. is just like French for like a plank. <laughs> a, a small plank. Mm. Okay. But they used to call it a table. Okay. So, so yeah, so it's kind of, you know, like a seance type thing. You all concentrate and, you know, focus your energy and then you ask the spirits questions and it uses the board to either say yes no or spell out messages and yeah that's the big question is are you talking to spirits are you just talking to demons pretending they're spirits or is it like a psychological thing where you're kind of guiding it subconsciously to what you want it to say which is yeah, the boring explanation, but... Or are you opening a portal to the hoary demonic netherworlds? That, too. That, too. And then heavy metal music plays <laughs> in the background. Down and out and out. Yeah, but it's, like, sold by Parker Brothers. So, you know, I mean, they've been around for quite a while. Yeah, well, I got the whole yeah, history here. Kyle's got here. the history. I got the whole history here. But, uh... <laughs> But yeah, it's really, that's the question is how, how do they work? Something's happening. I mean, whether it's the planchette's being guided by a spirit or by 
the collective, you know, subconscious of whoever's doing it, like, that's kind of cool, too, if, if that's the explanation. How does that work? Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's uh, really, you fall into, like, two, there's two major schools of thought. Uh, I say schools like they study this stuff, but really not. There's two schools of thought, which is, and, and you can boil it down to the guys at the party. There's the guys that there's always a guy at the party who's like, ah, oh, come on, this is BS, you guys. Like you're moving it, you're totally moving it. God, you guys need to get a life. Be like me, join join a team, you know, do do after school athletics or something, you know. But then there's uh, the guy who is, and I will it, totally cop to this. Then you got me, and I was the guy that for a while took this way too seriously. <laughs> I was the guy who was like, um, it's pronounced Ouija, and I was the guy who was like, um, you know, hey, look, this is like a religious thing to some people, and you need to respect it, dude. <laughs> oh boy. So yeah, so yeah, I was that. I was that. Uh, I, I fell into that douchebaggery <laughs> a little bit. Now, now I'm more of the mind that, like, it, I kind of to to just before we get into the whole thing, I fall into the category of now. I think they're kind of both true. Mm-hmm. I think that quite a bit of it is BS. It's people either either somebody because that's one of the things is you're trusting the people that you're doing it with. And so there, there are always going to be those people who are tempted to make something out of it because they want to scare their friends or they want to, they're just being a, a jackass, you know? And so they're going to move the thing around the board and then claim, Oh, I'm not moving. it. I'm not moving it. Look, I'm barely touching it, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And then, um, but then you have, there are times when there's things that have happened and in my own personal experience, there are things that have happened that verge into you're actually really doing something mm-hmm. that's affecting reality in that moment. And, um, but, but I can't claim to know if that's the collective intention of the people, uh, whether that's like a, some latent psychic ability that is coming forth um, or if it's, you know, you're actually speaking to some external third party entity who is helping you move the thing around, you know, mm-hmm. like in the, in the kind of the famous, like illustrations they have on some of the boxes, they show like the kids sitting around touching it. And then there's like a ghostly figure <laughs> with their hands on the, yeah. the, the planchette, you know, um, I don't know what that is or what's actually happening but something there are cases where something is happening um so let's get into the history of the ouija board (laughs) i'm gonna say it like that now just to be a goof um but yeah so this kind of goes back to a little bit of what we talked about when we had our guest ethan k on Mm -hmm. um Psychic medium, Ethan Kay, has his own uh, podcast where he watches old-timey TV shows and uh, discusses them with a friend. And uh, great guy. It's a great interview. It's one of our most popular episodes, if you want to go back and check it out. Um, And he kind of talked to us about the history of the spiritualist movement. And this is really where the beginnings of this are. Like, Like, 
if you have people out there that are saying like, oh, Ouija boards are like an ancient uh, item, like an ancient thing that people have used for millennia and all this kind of, that's, that's actually not true. Yeah. Um, this started with the, within the spiritualist movement, but it didn't start with the board and the planchette and all those things. Uh, people really, people who are, who study the history of Ouija boards go back to the Fox sisters, which we talked about in that episode, um, Margaret and Kate Fox. And it starts with, uh, like before they really started the ball rolling, unless you were a claimed some form of special abilities or powers, it was thought that you couldn't talk to spirits in any in any capacity um but then the fox sisters start to describe these experiences uh that they're having and you can get into all the discussions about did they hoax it did they not yada 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 but they uh claim to communicate with a ghost of a dead peddler that was uh in their home uh he claimed to have died there and it started with a series of knocks and the knocks would communicate it started with like yes yes and no like, you know, sort of the classic, what you see on a lot of, like, the ghost hunting shows now. One knock for yes, two knocks for no. That kind of stuff. And then they developed it into where um, they assigned, like, numbers to the alphabet. And depending upon how many knocks there were, that was the letter. And then that was moving, like, way too slow. So then they started to develop a thing where they would... Um, you know, like, point to letters. And, like, if they would get a knock, it meant that letter. That kind of thing. Um, but that's kind of the very early beginnings of that idea of, oh, anybody could communicate with these spirits. Right. Um, it doesn't take special powers to do it. And then that goes into automatic writing. Now, automatic writing, that's where you, um, back when it first started, you would have like a basket or something that you could hold a writing implement with and put your hands on it and it would move around ostensibly through the powers of a spirit moving it and write out messages now automatic writing had been had been around for a long long time um it, it dates all the way back to the song dynasty in china and um it's called psychography that's like the official name for it um but basically, they would use first. It was like baskets or whatever. Then they would use a planchette that had a hole in it, where you could put the writing implement through it and just keep your fingertips on it, and it would move around and write. Um, this was also it was practiced by uh, Japanese Obaku monks, uh, who believed they were communicating with the spirit of the man who created kung fu. Hmm. Um, in the 16th century, John Dee and Edward Kelly, the two British magicians um you may know them from if you watch a discovery of witches i think that's the most recent uh show that i've seen uh john d and edward kelly referenced in but they were two british magicians who used automatic writing psychography to receive instructions from angels uh in how to perform enochian magic um and basically, today you might see it like um, the psychic medium Cindy Kaza. She uses mm -hmm. automatic writing all the time. Um, and now nowadays you just see them with like a pad and a pen. They're holding the pen and the idea is they're letting 
the spirit manipulate their hand in a way to guide the pen to write out certain things. Um, and what's the, the guy that you like? Tyler, the psychic. <laughs> you can't remember his last name and you love this guy? Tyler. Tyler. We're on a first name basis. Oh, I don't know. Okay. But the Tyler. the guy who's like the big Tyler, ho- he's the guy. They call yeah. him the Hollywood psychic yeah, now. Yeah, him. It's on Netflix. He Check does he does he's like a cool. weird form of it where it's more like scribbling that he claims helps him like focus his abilities. Um but out of that um you know, that kind of combination of, oh, anybody can communicate with spirits. Yes? Henry. Tyler Henry. <laughs> of course, two first names. And, He's adorable. And, uh, so out of the idea that anybody can communicate with spirits and there's got to be a better way than waiting for like, you know, three knocks to get you the letter C and then thinking about the history of uh, automatic writing, somebody kind of put it together and you know, That's it, interesting, though, because somebody thought of that, and then they did it, and then it worked. Right, like, right. And people are still using it because it it works. Yeah, and it was just it was more it was more efficient than waiting for the knocks or deciphering the scribbles. Um, but yeah, no one's sure where it really first was truly created. Um, then you get uh, sort of the big thing happens. March 28th, 1886, there's a Sunday supplement of the New York Tribune where there was an article titled, The New Planchette, A Mysterious Talking Board and Table. (laughs) And the board described in the article is very much like the one that we know today. Um, And it's actually, it was put out uh, initially at that time the one that they were using was put out by the W.S. Reed Toy Company of Leominster, Massachusetts. Um, and But they, they didn't call them Ouija boards. They literally called them witch boards. Ooh. And that's sort of like then in 1986, you get the Tawny Katane movie, Witch Board. So that, mm-hmm. like, they didn't just make that for the horror movie. It was literally for a time called a witch board. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's actually, it's actually kind of cooler, cooler than, than Ouija. Ouija. Like, can you imagine if, like, you're at a party, like, you're 12 years old, and somebody goes, hey, do you guys want to play with a witch board? Whoa, Whoa dude. <laughs> that's metal. <laughs> hey, guys. I got a yeah. Ouija board for my birthday. <laughs> want to play it? Hey, man, somebody gave me a Ouija at, <laughs> at school, and it really hurt. <laughs> I don't think I want to play. <laughs> Wedgie, you idiot. <laughs> so it, it took on notori- notoriety when Charles S. Dresser, uh, the treasurer for the W.S. Reed Toy Company, he sends one to President Grover Cleveland as a wedding gift. Hmm. Um, and then at some point in the history of the Reed Toy Company, it becomes Espirito <laughs> in 1891. However... In 1890, the year before they do their name change, in 18, May 28th, it's kind of actually funny, on the exact same day in a different year that that article came out, May 28th, 1890, Elijah J. Bond files a patent for improvements on his own board called a Ouija board. Um, 
Bond claimed that the board named itself during their first session. Uh, apparently they played with it and they asked it, what would you like to be called? I guess they were trying to come up with a name for the thing. And the board tells them, spells out Ouija. And when they said, okay, well, what does that mean? Uh, the board told them it means good luck. So, yeah, kind of weird. Hmm. Very weird. And apparently, as we go through this history, there uh, is a lot. there are a lot of instances of the people that were making them using them a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Ouija board originally, uh, the one that was created uh, at this time, was not marketed for speaking with spirits. They didn't market it as you can talk to ghosts. It was advertised as uh, being used for second sight, mind reading, and clairvoyance. It really was considered a mystifying oracle, not, hey, you can talk to your dead grandma with this thing. Because I think, and I'm inferring something, I'm reading into it, but I think the sensibility of the time was, hey, this is not going to catch as much flack publicly <laughs> if we just say, oh, yeah. it's like a, like a cool, like instead of using a crystal ball, you use the Ouija board and it tells you like how your job is going to go. And, right. you know, it tells you what the lucky numbers are for the lotto, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Um, I think they probably thought <clears throat> there was going to be a lot of blowback if they were like, yeah, talk to dead people, kids. Right. You know, these are being sold by toy companies. Hmm. Um, and then in 1897... Uh, Washington Bowie Jr., who's the uh, at that time owned the rights to this Elijah Bond board, and he's the owner of what then became the Ouija Novelty Company. He leases the rights of manufacture to William Fold and his brother Isaac. Now, William Fold, if you have a board from a certain time period, um, there was a, a time before, uh, after Parker Brothers bought it, where you would get them, and then they like did away with it, but then they brought it back in the 90s as like a throwback thing. You'll see it says the William Fold talking board is actually printed on the board. Hmm. And that was Parker Brothers kind of honoring William Fold, who really, uh, when he takes over the company, um, it like blows up. Like his boards are everywhere. The Ouija board is like, they're selling millions of them. Um he was a Presbyterian, William Fold. Uh, he didn't believe that the board was a means of communicating with the dead. Didn't believe it at all. Um, he saw it as a reliable oracle utilizing some type of psychic phenomena, and he would consult it regularly. Um, he made like business decisions based on what the board told him. Maybe that's what I should start doing. Maybe. I don't hmm. know. Um, so then, but unfortunately, William Fold meets... Uh, uh, a sad, untimely end. Because in... uh, uh, William Fold apparently was a micromanager. He, like, at his factory, he wanted to oversee, like, everything. And so in February of 1927, he climbs to the roof of the factory to supervise the replacement of a flagpole. Because apparently William Fold thought that the guys that he hired to work for him apparently didn't know enough about putting flagpoles up. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he had to manage it. And a post that he was leaning on and or holding on to gave way. Apparently the bolts were rusted. And it gave way and he fell from the roof of his factory to his death. Yikes. 
Um, then in 19... 19- it would have been nice if the board could have maybe warned him about that. <laughs> right. And hmm. you have to imagine, There's, I found no stories about it. you got to imagine the people working in that factory making those boards, some of them had to try to contact him. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm willing to bet dollars to donuts they did. Oh, heck yeah. And, and he's probably like... <laughs> they're probably like William are you there and he's like is the flagpole straight <laughs> <laughs> I can rest in peace if I know the flagpole is straight <laughs> you know what a way to go yeah so then uh, from his death in 1927 to 1966 the Fold family keeps running the factory pumping out Ouija boards they're unbelievably popular and, but then in 1966, the Fold family sells the business to Parker Brothers. Um, and Parker Brothers takes it, runs with it, and that's mostly anybody listening to this today. That would have been, if you went and got a, an official Ouija board, it would have been a Parker Brothers Ouija board. However, in 1991, Parker Brothers was bought out by Hasbro, because um, Hasbro is like the... I don't know. I don't know what how, what would you call it? The Facebook of uh, board games. <laughs> they 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 buy up everybody. Um but uh yeah, I mean and as as with a lot of things at Hasbro, if you if you know anything about Hasbro these days, Hasbro kind of everything they touch kind of turns sorted to shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like uh like they own they own Dungeons and Dragons right now. They 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 own Wizards of the Coast. Wizard, Wizards of the Coast that makes Dungeons and Dragons and like Magic the Gathering and these other like role playing fantasy adventure stuff. Um part Hasbro own, owns all of that. And um and they kind of make these weird decisions that are based a lot on just making some money. And so they uh they kind of uh if you're into Ouija boards and you love like the classic version of a Ouija board, they kind of ruined it because they started coming out with all, all these gimmick boards. I looked, I looked it up, and there's oh, really yeah, there's oh. like a pink one to like appeal to teenage girls. Oh, come on, yeah, like all this ridiculous like cynical corporate crap. No. I like the traditional. I want some William Fold talking right. board action. You know, make Ouija boards great again. <laughs> <laughs> There's a platform we can get behind. Make Ouija boards great again. I want to. I want to talk to dead people. I want to talk to dead people, and I want to do it on a board that looks like a board. I don't care if it's fake. I want it to look like wood. Lots of wood. Fine stained Italian wood. <laughs> oh, so. Man. Now is he the guy who also said that it uh, Ouija means like the French word for yes and the German word for yes? No, or that's that a different guy. That's com- I don't even know where that came from. That's a completely made up thing. Yeah. Like literally, if you want to go back and talk about uh, what they said, what the originators of the board said it meant, they said it that the board named itself, and they told them that it meant good luck, and that was it. And then later on. There was, I think, under William Fold, there was some weird kind of apocryphal thing came up. Some Somehow they got to thinking it was like ancient Egyptian language. Mm-hmm. 
but they think that that's possibly because they were just trying to like build up this idea that oh this is like an ancient ancient secret you know mm-hmm. like you're using a this mystifying oracle and it's like been around since they kind of developed that mystique of it's been around since ancient times and all this kind of stuff because you know they can't just admit like yeah yeah like you know 10 20 years ago we invented this thing and right. you know um but no like they said that it was just meant good luck according to the board so anybody out there that says like oh it's you know it's the french and russian because that's in the movie witchboard the 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 snob the Ouija snob uh in the beginning of the the movie he like gives all that background and that's like literally just concocted stuff that nobody really knows where that came from so what do you think honey i mean oh you know you said you don't know where like what what it's all about or what's going on like like when you were young and you've used a Ouija board a few times, right? Yes. And what what uh, what kind of stuff did you hear like among your friends like do's and don'ts and oh geez, Lucy's gonna start her her gasping now. <laughs> Jeez. That's because George decided to go lay on her and now she's getting overheated. <laughs> but anyway. Don't mind our dogs. Yeah, so I don't think we ever started with like a prayer or, you know, prayer of protection or we probably should have. They say that's what you're supposed to do. You should start with like some kind of, you know, protection prayer, prayer to St. Michael, whatever, so that, you know, nothing well, bad yeah, you, happens. You were to Catholic, you. so of course it was, well, got to say, yeah. a Catholic prayer. <laughs> I should have. And so, yeah, and you have to take it seriously. It won't work if you're. You know, it's a little joke. Um, so you have to kind of be open to it. And like we would always just start by asking, you know, is anyone there? And the thingy moves. Yes. Are you a good spirit or a bad spirit? <laughs> you know, stupid stuff like that. Yeah. But I know like there were times when I used it and we were not moving the thing. We were not moving the planchette. And it came up with stuff that was weird that we wouldn't have done ourselves so but like um like what kind of superstitions did you guys have well, you can't use it alone right because then you can get possessed so never use it alone <laughs> and you always have to close out the session by saying goodbye so you can't just freak out and run away from it because that leaves the portal open you always have to say goodbye and move this planchet to goodbye. And you can't burn them. If you burn the Ouija board, then the portal's really, like, open. And there's no way to close it. And, like, the Ouija board will scream. And all these demons will escape or something. So you can't burn them. You have to bury them. And... Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, so I, I looked up I looked up a short list of a lot of the things, uh, the superstitions that have come up around uh, Ouija boards. Um, people said people said that they were called witch boards because uh, witches used to use them to summon demons. That's totally not true. It's just Lame. the the Reed Toy Company mm-hmm. called it a witch board because they thought it was cool. It is. Um, but yeah, don't burn it. Never ask about God. 
You're not supposed to ask questions about God because oh. you're not supposed to know. Um, you're never supposed to ask when you're going to die. You're never supposed to ask about like buried treasure. <laughs> Apparently, I don't know what? who thought that up. Um, but yeah, the board must be closed by saying goodbye. Uh, if you place, and I've never heard, I had never heard of this one. If you place crystals or a pure silver coin on the board, no evil can come through. That would be good to know. Right? And here's another one. Uh, if the board starts counting down, it means the spirit is trying to escape the board. Oh yeah, that's bad. So if it starts going from zero down to one, the spirit's trying to get you away. Close that I think shit her down. licking is better than. <laughs> I'd rather ha hear <laughs> the that. The licking is so bad. Than hear her, you know, the gasping. Ugh. Lucy, go to sleep. <laughs> so, but yeah. So if it's if it starts counting down, it means the spirit's trying to get out. Yeah, you gotta you gotta say goodbye. Get out of there. Uh, never use the Ouija board in a graveyard. Too late for me. <laughs> we used it once in a graveyard. Um, never leave the planchette on the board when not in use. And never take the... But there's also the opposite. I've heard people say, never take it off the board. Never remove it from the board. Hmm. But there's other people that say, never leave it on the board. If you're not doing it. Okay, um, well, which is it? <laughs> and then the stuff like, uh, like you you mentioned never never playing it by yourself or getting possessed if you do that and all this kind of stuff. That's stuff that literally came from the movie Witchboard. Um, there, were, there was never any like uh, real like thing historically about like, hey, don't play it by yourself. Um, they also, in that movie, t oh, every board has a dominant spirit, you know, which is not really a thing. And then um, the getting possessed in the movie, they call that progressive entrapment. That's where the board will, like, uh, tell you things, like, true things, and and you'll start to, like, it'll it'll tell you, like, good things are going to happen, and then they come true, and then over time, though, as you, like, get more fixated on the board because all this good stuff is happening, that's how, like, the evil spirit gets in, you know, it gets its foot in the door. Right. Um, but, yeah, and so here's, uh, here's a funny thing, still talking about that movie and the superstitions about it. In, in the movie Witchboard, uh, the, the one character, the Ouija snob, he states that the board should be used on the knees of two people, one man and one woman. I found out in my research, that actually came straight from a set of directions that were printed on the back of the Ouija board by William Fold in 1902. Hmm. So, like, so, that's, not a, that's not an ancient tradition. That's not William Fold. And basically, in 1902, the idea was, like, to have a guy and a girl <laughs> sit, right. like, knees together... Just a way for people to get lucky. It's yeah. It was just a way for guys and girls to like at, 
you know, little Our knees are touching. Yeah, How little scandalous. teen teen parties, you know, like t- for yeah. them to sit right across from each other, and they're touching the their their hands are so close. Oh my goodness! But they're not actually touching hands. I actually, kind of love this. And they're looking at each other, and they're oh. watching the board, and looking at each other. It was a way to hook up. It was, <laughs> that's yeah. what, that's how William Fold in 1902 was presenting it. Smart. So, and you brought up the fact that there there are people that argue that this is all just uh, idiomotor response. Idiomotor oh. response means uh, your, your, your body twi- tends to twitch and tends to move on its own. And then what happens is if, if you... If your body or your hands twitch and it moves a little bit in one direction, you subconsciously are kind of prone to like allow it to keep moving in that direction. And that it's sort of like this directionless subconscious movement that ends up through the idiomotor responses of all the people involved ends up giving answers and spelling things out. Um you know, so what do you think of that theory? That it's all just these little subconscious muscle responses? No. No. <laughs> I think as a theory, it makes sense. But I just don't think that fully explains it. Now, I, like, because I just don't think it does. Because, I mean, I've had it say things that, there's, like, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't subconsciously spell out those things. Right. And neither would my friend. Like, it just wouldn't happen. Right. So, like, as a theory, yes, it makes sense. It makes perfect sense. But I don't think that's what's happening. And I have actually have a great story that refutes that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is, this is one of my personal Ouija board stories. Back in college, uh, I was in a fraternity. And we lived uh, at our college, the college that Jenny and I both attended. The fraternities and sororities are not allowed to have off-campus houses. You all have, like, assigned floors in the dorms themselves. And uh, the guys that I lived with, my fraternity brothers, uh, we all individually started having strange experiences in the dorm. And... Um, we really didn't, we really hadn't compared notes. Um, a lot of the stuff was happening and the guys were just thinking like, oh, that was weird, but they thought they were like all alone that that only happened to me. And it wasn't until one of our brothers saw an apparition in his room at night. Uh, he saw a man sitting in his chair, smoking a cigarette, um, who turned out not to really be there. And hearing that set off this whole thing of where we all started telling our stories to each other and it kind of came to a head we were it was right around halloween we're all on campus we uh, we had a thing at school that was called long weekend where you got like a friday in october off just like a random friday but like the campus would like clear out like there were a lot of people that went home on that long weekend and a bunch of us stayed because we lived either too far away or, you know, some guys didn't want to use the gas money to go back to wherever they were uh, from. And so a bunch of us stayed and we are comparing notes, telling all these stories. And I'm like, well, I have a Ouija board. 
<laughs> so we, um, I have a Ouija board. Yeah, um, uh, it's Ouija. <laughs> um, so I take we take the Ouija board to the room. We decide we're like, well, the best place would be where like he saw this apparition, where our friend saw this apparition. Yeah. And so we go to his room, and it was probably like eight of us or so. And we're using the Ouija board. We're trying to contact uh, whoever this spirit is. And he, and we start getting answers. And we start getting, like, we get a first name. And we get a whole story, like, mm-hmm. with this person. He's telling us how he died. You know, he died there uh, before there was a college, before any of that part of this, the city was there. You know, he was accosted going home one night and was robbed and murdered and all this stuff. And so we decide, like, we still were being skeptical about it to an extent. We were like, well, how do we know this isn't just us? And we came up with the idea. I forget who said it. I don't know that it was me. Somebody said it. We were like, what if each of us, yeah, because if this ghost is here, if he's on our floor, if he's living here with us, he will have possibly seen or could possibly know things that happened to us on the floor while we were completely by ourselves, like in our room or the bathroom or whatever. And it's stuff that only happened to us that we never have spoken about with anybody else. So let's each of us think of a thing. Think of something that happened to us, something that stands out, but we were all alone and we haven't told anybody else in this room about it. And let's see if he gets them right. And if he gets them right, and, and we're not touching the board. The, whoever asks, the, as we go around the circle, each person is going to take their hand off the board and ask about something that occurred. And we're, we're going to leave out a, a piece of the information that's important and see if he gets the answer right. And every single one of us we took our hand off the board. The other people were still on it. We asked the question. Every single one of them was correct. Hmm. This ghost knew the answer to every single one of our questions without the person who knew the answer touching the board at all. Right. So they weren't influencing it well, yeah, we're subconsciously. Not, well, yeah, we weren't subconsciously hmm. moving at all. And he got every answer correct. And we were all like... I know at least one of the guys that was there was like, he had had, he had heard, you know, he heard all these stories and stuff, but one of the guys was totally skeptical. And when we did that, after that, he was like, guys, we got a ghost on our floor. <laughs> like he was, it was proven to him because there's no way the other people in that room could have known all of the answers correctly. Unless they were all tuning in to your there, projection there's that but i'm That's saying the other thing the idio yeah, the right. idiomotor response mm-hmm. the idiomotor response doesn't stand up right when you have a situation like that mm-hmm. um so yeah so i mean okay so that leaves us with is it psychic ability or is it ghosts or is it demons <laughs> pretending to be ghosts because that's what some people think. It's all demons. It's all demonic. They're well, that's, all evil. It's not, you're not really talking to Grandma or Elvis or... They're all trying to progressively entrap you. Yeah, it's just a demon lying to you. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, I, yeah, that's the question. What is it? Well, 
I think it's ghosts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, and I, I'm on the fence. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Um, it is odd when you get those those situations where, um, you know, and I have not been able to, in just the brief bit of research I did, I was not able to find an instance where somebody received information from a spirit on the board and verified it to be true and accurate in some historical way. Um, a lot of times, you know, a story about that. A lot of times, you know, it's like you have, you have people and they're like, Oh, we talked to Abraham Lincoln. And it's like, uh, did you though? Did you though? Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm seriously on the fence about it. I don't, you know, I believe that I believe based on the experiences that I had on the floor at college, um, one personal incident, you know, where I was touched, you know, by somebody that wasn't there. Um, I believe there was a ghost on our floor. Now, was it the ghost talking to us on the board? I mean, that would be pretty coincidental that we would have all those experiences and then we would also get this information from using the Ouija board. But does that mean that somehow the ghost is manipulating it or are we tuning into the ghost right. on, a, on a subconscious psychic level? I don't know. I have no freaking clue. But I believe something is happening there. I believe that in some instances, when ever and everybody in that room was being serious, we were being focused, we were like taking it very seriously. And I think uh, in that instance, that area around us became a liminal space mm-hmm. where we were touching something, whether that was with our minds or it was communicating we were able to break down that barrier and do something, you know, kind of really weird. Yeah. Um, where we got like amazing information. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So now, um, before we get into like, I have like a list of incidents and we've got some maybe Reddit stories we can talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you have a very particular experience that you want to talk about, and it's part of the what has become the satanic panic, urban legend stuff around modern use of Ouija boards. Mm-hmm. And what is that? Zozo. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. I'll start off with my story first. Okay. Okay. So... One of the last times I used the Ouija board, me and my friend Becky, we were talking to this quote-unquote demon named Zozo, Z-O-Z-O. And now Zozo told us that in life he was a Native American who, like, raped and murdered women, white women, and carved crosses into their chests. He was this... Native American serial killer. That's (laughs) right off the bat. That's questionable. That's what he told us. And then, so, you know, that was like creepy, whatever. So then the planchette starts moving in like a figure eight faster and faster and faster and faster. And we'd ask it a question. It would shoot to yes or no or whatever real quick and then go back to the figure eights. 
And then at one point, like, we were stupid and we we're like, do you want to possess one of us? And he goes, yes. And back to the figure eights. And then we're like, which one of us do you want to possess? And then it suddenly shoots straight at me. And then we're like, okay, goodbye. And we say goodbye. And so that was weird. And then we get back on and all the board will say now is mama. M-A-M-A-M-A. And every freaking time I've tried to use a Ouija board since then, that's all it says. It says figure eights and mama. Okay? So I haven't used one in years because that's what's happened every time I've used one, which I thought was really freaking weird. I don't know. So I gave up. Now, cut to 2009. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. When fellow by the name of Darren Evans, who lived in Oklahoma, posted on a public message board about his experiences with the Ouija board and this Zozo. Um, yeah, now he's been on like an episode of Ghost, Ghost Adventures. Adventures. He wrote and... a book. Uh, he's a self-proclaimed Zozoologist. Zozologist. Zozologist. After penning the Zozo phenomenon. So he said it started with flickering lights and then progressed to moving objects, sounds in the night, escalated to scratches on his skin, a brush with death when his daughter claimed to see the spirit in the tub with her before she went blind and limp temporarily. So he has this blog where he chronicles his own experiences with this mysterious demon called Zozo. And at that time, he believed he was the first person to have an interaction with this spirit. But then after posting it, other people started sharing, no, I've talked to Zozo. And, like, when this happened to me, this was, like, early 90s. Like, there was no internet. I didn't know about Zozo. I'm like, Zozo, what the fudge is that? Like, I, like, so other people have encountered this Zozo. And it's the same thing. So he either goes by... Zozo, Zaza, or Mama. Mama is one of the names this quote-unquote demon goes by. And that's what the Ouija board says whenever I play it. Now, I didn't make that up. This happened years ago, and now all of a sudden it's this huge internet thing. Now, of course, you know, there are all these people like, Zozo's fake. The guy admitted he made it up. It's not even real. And I'm like, dudes, you don't even know. I was there in 1992. I was there, man. So Zozo, okay. He might be a demon. He might be a she. Like sometimes they just talked about as a female. Um, He's a shapeshifter. Sometimes he's like a dog or a snake. Um, And he always like makes up some story about who he was in life. You want to know how I got these scars? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and like uh, people are like, oh, my God, you know, he's, he's really evil. He don't. This is why people on Reddit all are like, don't play with the Ouija board. Get off the Ouija board. Red flag. Like, don't do it. And never talk to Zozo. Never talk to Zozo, which I can recommend. Do not talk to Zozo because your Ouija board's going to break. All it's going to say is mama. And it's ridiculous. 
And I've heard that then you have to get rid of that Ouija board and get a new one, but I think I've tried it on other Ouija boards and it still does the same thing. So I don't know. So, but he's like a trickster, but then I've also read that he's like an inside joke in the spirit world. <laughs> wait, a, like, wait a second. I, wait I a second. This. Like, Zozo is an inside joke among the ghosts and they're fucking with us. <laughs> and they're like, oh my God, look at these drunk college kids bothering us again. I'm going to tell them it's Zozo. Watch him freak out. that's 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 actually it's so ridiculous but i would actually love it to be true i know right i would love that to be true that would make sense that it's just a collection of ghosts like going like what like like oh they're playing with the they're playing with the fucking ouija board board again hold my beer why it's always a different story sometimes it's it's a man sometimes it's a woman it's like the version of ghosts going stop playing on my phone (laughs) stop playing on my motherfucking phone zozo z-o-z-o-z-o look they're all scared now they're gonna they're not gonna call back (laughs) oh man but anyhow there's all these stories on reddit of these people talking to zozo and they're all the same. It's all the figure eights and, you know, it's this malevolent thing that's trying to possess people or talks about, like, you're going to die, I'm going to kill you, things like that. And maybe that's when all of my problems really started in life. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, am I possessed? I've thought do that I for... Need, do, do I need an exorcism? I've thought that for a long time, that, that you need... You, <laughs> You need spiritual help. You should get some sage. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I I just don't I don't know about it. Do you Be- want to hear some Zozo stories? Yeah, we can hear some Zozo stories, but but I just want to go on record um, as I as I have with other things, possibly to my own chagrin. <laughs> but I I just don't know about the 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 whole thing. It it seems to me like you classically are the person that said you don't put much stock in stories of demons anyway because well it, I could go on my diatribe the whole the whole idea stupid. yeah the, it all seems if this is a demon like this is what you have to do with your eternity yes yeah, that it's a ridiculous keyboard say mama like get a life that it's a ridiculous waste of of time. And, and power and ability. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, because I've heard people go to the, the extent of saying that somehow, like, like I've heard these evangelical arguments that, oh, Zo- this, this demon Zozo possesses all Ouija boards. Like he's on. And so mm-hmm. even when you think you're not talking to the demon, you're mm-hmm. talking to him. Right. You know, that it's every Ouija board is like a portal for this demon to come through. And, you know, I just don't, I don't buy it. And I think because of the fact that I don't think of the board as anything inherently magical. I don't think the board is a portal. I think, if if anything, you're opening up your own energy to maybe some outside influence. But again... That's something where that's I feel like that's on you. Like if if you if you kind of 
are, if you have any sense of how to protect your own psyche, energy, whatever, however you want to look at it, whatever scenario or description you want to give it, if you take the time to protect yourself in some way, whatever kind of faith or system you believe in, if you take the time, like some people, you know, they say a prayer before they do it. You know, that's fine. Like, I don't make fun of them. If you want to say, if you think that you need to say a prayer before you're going to do something like that, that's fine. Because whatever, whatever method you use, your intention is I'm setting up a protective barrier around myself, you know, mentally, spiritually, psychically, whatever. I'm setting up a protective barrier. And the only things that are allowed to come through that barrier are the things that I wish to speak to or that I want to know about and I'm going to say anything out there that's negative and wants to do me harm in any way or just wants to scare me you're not allowed through because that's sort of the intention that my friends and I kind of always had when we used it back in even back in high school we always kind of had the intention that if something kind of negative seemed to be showing up we actively pushed back against it and said no and we didn't get you know, demons trying to come through all the time and all right. this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. We did have a weird thing where there was like something called Q that kept, you know, popping up. Mm. But, but, you know, I never, I, I've actually forgotten any stories that had to do with that because those were always in situations where I kind of thought somebody was fucking around. You know, the ones where we were really, everybody involved was really serious about it. We always got really like weird, amazing stuff. Yeah. So, you know, that's kind of how I feel. It's it's about you. It's about your intention. And if you're going into it just, just screwing around and not protecting yourself in some way, you know, you're opening yourself up to weird crap starting. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what this Zozo stuff is. Is You know, maybe, maybe there is weird shit going on. Maybe there is some weird thing out there. But you have the ability to push back against that. It's mm-hmm. the, the board doesn't have any, like, extra power. You know, you know what I mean? Right. Like it's the, no hand is going to come up through the board and grab your face and rip it off or any of that junk. That that just isn't going to happen. That's my diatribe about you hope Zozo. Well, and there are people that think it could it could be like a tulpa or a thought form, especially now because now with the internet, there's all these stories right. and like creepy pastas and everything, and it's kind of taken on a life of its own. So maybe it's just something that people have created although in the 90s little jenny did not know what a zozo was so well but young would argue it's collective unconscious like building up Mm -hmm. you know and i i would i would i would buy that more than i would that it's some demon that just wants to fuck with 12 year olds on a (laughs) on a on a you know some fake wooden board Mm -hmm. you know playing playing a goofy game where they think they're going to talk to um you know Elvis or somebody or Kurt Cobain. Right. So give us a Zozo story, honey. All right. Well, here's one. So this is posted in response to somebody who's like, fun fact, Zozo is fake. How the heck do you know, dude? All right. So this was posted by Zombie Ohio, who says, I'm going to say that it's impossible it's fake because I have experienced it myself. I used a Ouija in college with a few friends a long time ago. Ever since we had the first session, we would feel a weird presence in our apartment and we'd see things peeking around corners. The building we stayed in was built in the 1880s and used to be a butcher shop for livestock. 
One night, our roommate wondered if we all wanted to contact spirits on her Ouija board. And we all said, eh, sure, why not? Huge mistake. So all was going well, and we were having fun, laughing, and whatnot. My one roommate put a lit cigarette on the board and asked the spirit to smoke it. To our amazement, the board started smoking the cigarette like some someone was inhaling it. <laughs> That's the, I read two stories about that happening, actually. Super weird, but kind of cool. But then someone asked, who's this we're talking to? And the board started spelling out Zozo, Zozo, Zozo. Not kidding you at all. And I didn't know what Zozo was until much later, and none of us had ever heard of this spirit before either. It's a dangerous demon for those of you who haven't heard of him yet. Anyway, we closed the session, but the vibe in the house was just weird. After that, we all started fighting with each other. One roommate became so enraged with us that she wouldn't even talk to us for months. We'd hear footsteps upstairs when no one was up there, and we'd hear banging sounds and hear strange noises and thumping sounds in different areas of the house. Until this day, and this is 17 years later, I'm still feeling haunted by that demon in some ways. This stuff is all too real, and I know what I experienced. And not just once, but multiple times. That was a really loud truck. That was. <laughs> I believe in the power of the Ouija board, um, the spiritual realm communicating with us, and I believe we can be haunted or followed by malevolent spirits as well. I'm proof of this possibility. Take it or leave it for those of you who are skeptical. But unless it happens to you, judge not lest ye be judged. But a lot of people say that happens too after they encounter Zozo. Then all of a sudden, either like things start going wrong in their lives or... They start experiencing more paranormal activity, thumps and bumps, things like that. Which, again, if you're an immortal, evil being, that's really like, oh, hey guys, guess what I did? I made thumping noises. That yeah. really freaked them out. I'm so evil. <laughs> it's lame. It's lame. Like, yeah, yeah. Give me and, a break. And I mean, and here's the thing, like... You know, I've had one of one of the experiences that stands out in my in my recollection of the times that my friends and I screwed around on a Ouija board. Um, we had uh, instances where there was immensely negative uh, things happening, and uh, but we never we never necessarily like. I mean. You know, you, you get the idea, like, the best thing that you have, the best vocabulary you have at the time to describe it is a uh, demon. Um, but, you know, we, we don't know that for sure. We don't, we didn't know what it was. Um, but, yeah, we, we were screwing around with a board over at a friend's house. And uh, there was a few of us out on, like, a back patio area. You know, there was, like, a big group of us. Uh, half the crew was inside watching a movie and the other half of us wanted to mess around on a Ouija board. So we went outside and we started using it and we're, it was, it was a fairly, uh, boring Ouija board session up to that point. And then all of a sudden it was one of those things that you do see like in the movies where the board start, like the planchette, the people who were actually, I wasn't even touching it in this particular session. I was just watching. I was kind of like, ah, I don't feel like taking part. And yeah, you like to watch. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, the planchette started moving in like these rapid like circles and stuff. And it was like, it seemed like, uh, whoever they were talking to was getting agitated and uh, I stepped off the patio 
onto like a deck. There was a deck piece that led up to a pool area. I stepped off the patio onto the deck, and immediately when I stepped off of that patio where they were using it, I felt this intense sensation of something watching me. Someone or something being nearby and observing me like I felt like it's the only time like I could say like I felt weird stuff I've had weird experiences throughout my life this was what they describe as a feeling of presence there was something out there in the dark off of this patio observing us it was Zozo no but it was it freaked me out and so I started feeling this but I didn't want to even then, even being a, a somebody who believed in this kind of stuff, I didn't want to just leave it up to my own feelings. So I said to a friend of mine, I'm like, hey, can you come out here with me for a second? And he goes, why? What's up? And I go, just, just come out here. And he comes over to me, steps off the patio, and he goes, what the fuck is that? And I said, what? And he said... It's like there's somebody watching me. And I said, I know. I've been feeling that for like the last two minutes. And we start kind of doing a little test of our own. I say, where do you think it is? Because I was feeling it like I would like kind of start to like look into the darkness and like focus on where I was getting the feeling most intensely from. And then it would move. And so he goes... Well, I think it's over over here. And I said, that's where I was, that's where I'm feeling it from. And he's like kind of pointing at it and looking. And he goes, Oh my God, it just moved. And I go, Where did it move to? And he points to his right, and that's exactly where I felt it moved as well at the same time. So it starts becoming like a thing. Like we're both now getting like creeped out. We have not told anybody else about this feeling. And then uh one of our other friend, he's like, and, and he had had some experiences in his life um, where he saw some things and, and like really saw some things like full bodied people that he thought were really there. And it turns out they were ghosts. He wants to know like, what are, what we're doing? <laughs> he's like, what are you guys up to? And we're like, we're just kind of feeling weird. Like, but it's not till you step off because we tested it. We stepped back onto the patio and the feeling went away. Hmm. And it's not until you stepped weird. off of the patio out into, you know, the night as it were. And then you felt this feeling and it, it was literally like, and it was like, a, like predatory. It was like, you felt like there was like a wild animal out there. Like that was going to come and get you. And so he steps off the patio. Our other friend, the third person in this, steps off the patio and he fell over. And we said, what the, like, did you trip? Like, we were kind of like laughing at him for a second. And he goes, no, I stepped off. He says, it felt like I walked into like a wall, like it was jello. He's like, I felt like I got pushed back. Yes. And so as we're doing, as we're like doing this little experiment with this feeling we're having, the people on the board are freaking out. Because this thing is going faster and faster and faster in these circles. And when they're asking it what is going on, they're getting answers like big, angry, evil. Like all the kind of horror movie type Zozo. stuff. But no Zozo. That you know. So to make the long story a little short, 
um, too late. We started saying, like, I started saying a prayer. I started actively, jeez, Lucy. <laughs> I started actively saying a prayer and calling on God to send angels, send whatever help he could. And send you could, <laughs> you could, the three of us that were standing on this deck part, as I'm saying the prayers, you could feel it pull back. You could f- literally physically, and all three of us, and the, the one guy, that, the first guy that I told about this that came out on the deck with me, he was not like a big believer in, in this stuff. He thought it was kind of funny or fun, but he wasn't like a huge believer in any of this stuff. He could feel it. He's like, holy fuck. Like, it's like, it's whatever you're doing is working. Like, hmm. and we felt it pull back. We felt it recede until all of a sudden the feeling was completely gone. And there was nothing there. And we look back and the board has stopped. The people on the, the, the Ouija board, it's just stopped dead and it's not moving and they're not getting any answers anymore. Everything's gone. And so that's just to say that I've had experience with something like that felt, that felt super negative. However, at no point did we feel like we were completely powerless to do anything about it. Right. So the idea that people have let this Zozo thing take root, that's just you. That's you feeding into something because mm-hmm. you're you're scared of it and for whatever reason you you I kind of put it as like you want to be scared of it. Like we made a decision that night when that happened, we're not going to be afraid and we're going to do something about it. Because whatever this is doesn't have the right to come into our space and do this to us and make us feel this way. And we're not going to allow that to happen. And I think that if people go into any situation, forget Ouija boards, any paranormal situation, if you go into it saying, no, you don't get to make me feel afraid. This is my space. I'm the live one. I'm the one in this reality. It's harsh, babe. And, well, sometimes that's the way you got to (laughs) be. Like, hey, you see this? I'm breathing air, motherfucker. (laughs) You're the one taking a dirt nap. (laughs) But sometimes that's the way you have to be to set up that boundary. So mean about it. So, so yeah, so people that, if you're you're out there and if you've had a, a negative experience, with a Ouija board, if you if you've had one of these Zozo experiences, just know like you don't have to be afraid of this thing. Whatever it is, whether it's a demon, a tulpa, just some weird negative negative energy, whatever, you don't need to be afraid of it. Because in the end, this is your life, this is your space, and you can push back against that and not have to uh just go to bed in fear that bad things are just going to happen to you left and right now. I'm mad at it. Ruined Ouija boards for me. Yeah, don't cry. Jerk. Don't cry, honey. I'm not crying. My eyes are itchy. <laughs> well, here's something interesting. Yeah. So this was um, posted by J.Y. Dean, and it says, Everything that Zozo slash Mama told me. This is kind of a weird one. Yeah. So, a few days ago, I decided to create my own spirit board because I was trying to communicate with spirits slash demons. 
and I ran into a demon that calls themselves Zozo or Mama, still unsure if that's the true name, and they told me some stuff about the spirit board. First of all, she told me that the board only works if you create your own. You can't just go and buy one from the store. Well, that's not true right away. I know. <laughs> Second, she told me that she was the main demon of the board and that she's evil. Third, she told me not to use the word Ouija because it has negative connotations. I only use the word spirit board. Fourth, she told me not to post anything about her. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> now that I'm not talking to Zozo anymore, I don't really care. And fifth, she told me that she gains power from spelling her name over and over again with the planchette. And once you let her spell Zozo or Mama over and over for 24 hours with the same board... She will have enough power to control things in reality. I tried to do this for about one hour before I realized it was a bad idea and ripped up my board. So yeah, that's pretty much everything Zozo slash Mama told me. Oh yeah, and she also told me that very few people get to the point that I got to in connecting with her. So yeah, go and try to talk to Zozo if you want to. Just don't let her have enough power. Oh, and she also might threaten to kill you. <laughs> And if she does, just ignore it. P.S. As long as you don't give her enough power, she can't. By the way, she might have been lying about some of these things because she lies a lot. Oh, yeah, I also just remembered she told me she stole my blood. That's pretty weird, but she was probably lying. Probably. (laughs) You know what? Right right off the bat, that that sentence encapsulates how I feel about that person's (laughs) post. The fact that she was probably lying about stealing his blood. I don't feel you have a good grasp on any kind of reality. <laughs> like, I'm into paranormal shit, but I've never sat there and know. thought... that's a lot to make up. I've never sat no there reason. and thought a ghost might have stolen my blood, <laughs> but I just maybe didn't know How it. How would you know? How would you even know? Maybe it was aliens. Maybe he had an alien it's encounter. possible. And he's confusing it for something else. <laughs> but I thought that was interesting. <laughs> uh... So, we're not here to make the whole thing about Zozo, because I think... Zozo's done that enough. My opinion is, I think it's kind of bullshit. It happened to me! I realize that, honey, but... I was there! <laughs> you don't know! I, I'm not I'm not denying what happened to you. When we find that Ouija board, I'm going to show you. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> so... So there have been other crazy incidents that don't involve Zozo. I've got some historic ones. So, uh, and these these kind of, they, they happened a long while ago, um, but we can kind of see how it leads to some of the satanic panic that came up around Ouija boards uh, for a time, even into today. Um, November 21st, 1891, Mrs. Eugenie Carpenter, 28 years old, She's found wandering almost naked in the street. She was senseless and kept saying, We just said so, and I knew it was true. It turns out, uh, when they finally got, got her a little you know, more lucid, uh, the Ouija board had told her that both her husband and her new lover didn't love her anymore, and neither of them were going to return to her. And that apparently drove her over the edge, and she was walking down the street in her skivvies, uh, muttering over and over. And she, they said she was repeating it over and over again. We just said so, and I knew it was true. Girl, get it together. <laughs> 
1892, a Mr. John Chapman and his wife became, quote, overexcited while participating in a Ouija session. Were their knees touching? <laughs> uh, apparently it was like a neighborhood Ouija board session or something. <laughs> like, that was like the whole, like, little community around their homes like we we're doing do it let's go knock on the neighbor's doors <laughs> really? with, a, with the board you, in our you hands come play ouija? <laughs> <laughs> we've got someone you should meet <laughs> uh but apparently they became panicked and uh after the session and went home and locked their kids in their rooms and destroyed nearly all of the furniture in their home and police, when the police were called to the residence, they found them cutting circles in their walls with scythes okay. and babbling something about masons. So there's that. Okay. Um, now, this, this one kind of struck me. This is May 1900. A Mrs. Sarah Elizabeth Griffin uh, took some poison. Now, this is what her husband told the authorities her last words were and i want to see what your take is on this because she, according to her husband she said papa forgive me but it was to be they came tonight and told me i should not delay this night they wanted me i have done it and will soon be with them oh how glad i am that i have been called <laughs> they kept calling and calling saying tonight tonight they were relentless and said it was decreed that I should leave at once. So I have merely obeyed the summons. But you will not be alone long, dear, for I shall come for you soon. Yes, sooner than you realize. That's as she was dying from poison. Uh-huh. She and said he, all of that. What, did he write it down or something? This or is, is this And this was, memory? quote, this yeah. was, quote, he, what she he said. He killed her. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what I thought. He killed I was her. like, did the police check him out at least? I can picture like, you on Dateline. Her last <laughs> words were her final words to me were, and then and then a, like a half hour soliloquy. Honey, I love you, and I know there's no way you could have possibly poisoned me. And then she coughed like this. <laughs> but I'm really glad to be dying. So yeah. don't worry, everybody. So apparently that she poisoned herself on the at the behest of the spirits from the Ouija board. Yeah, no, he killed her. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, an English court of appeals, uh, this there's no date to this, but an English court of appeals had to order a retrial in a case because they found out the sequestered jury used a Ouija board at their hotel room to guide them in the verdict. That is a brilliant idea. The board told them to vote guilty, and they did. So the guy had to get a new trial. Um, there he was, was found guilty again, I think, wasn't he? I think so, yeah. <laughs> there was a uh, there was a, uh, a, a situation, this is more recent, uh, no date, but it was definitely more recent. Uh, some Latino gang members at a California county jail used a Scrabble set to create a Ouija board. And they became hysterical, believing that they had all become possessed by the devil. And it was causing such a problem at the jail, the jail officials had to call in a priest to perform an exorcism to get them to settle down. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, I mean, just some, some crazy stuff. And, uh, you know, there, there have been, I got a, another list, there, there were books that people said they wrote 
uh, using a Ouija board. Um, there's the sorry tale, which was dictated to a woman by someone named Patience Worth. Um, there were two children who claimed that Frank Baum uh, spoke to them through a Ouija board and dictated a whole new story of Oz uh, called The Invisible Inzy of Oz. Jeez, um, Lucy. Um, uh, Bill Wilson, the co-founder of Alcoholics Anonymous, wrote 12 Steps and 12 Traditions in 1953 while communicating with a 15th century monk via Ouija board. So apparently a 15th century monk Came up with AA. helped him develop <laughs> Alcoholics Anonymous. Interesting. Which, I mean, I will say, one of the most successful yeah. drug rehabilitation programs, like, ever. That's um, true. So maybe the 15th century monk knew what the fuck he was talking about. Maybe. But yeah, um, I mean, Ouija boards, uh, I got a note here that I wrote down. They were initially seen as uh, harmless fun. They were actually depicted on the cover of the Saturday Evening Post uh, by Norman Rockwell, and they were being used in like episodes of I Love Lucy. The Norman Rockwell cover of the Saturday Evening Post, that's what we used. On, if you follow us on Facebook or on Twitter, that's what I used to announce this episode, was that picture of two people, a man and a woman, using a Ouija board mm -hmm. on their knees, sitting across <laughs> from each other. Um I know what we're doing this weekend, honey. <laughs> Light some candles. This Valentine's Day, <laughs> lovers Ouija. <laughs> That'd be like the ad campaign. Dirty Ouija. Dirty Ouija. <laughs> Tells you what to do. I had the time of my life or death. Poor Patrick Swayze. Anyway, <laughs> um, but then we get into, you know, like the satanic panic stuff. Like, and basically, I mean, almost everybody uh, puts it right at the feet of the exorcist. 1973. It blows people away. All the press of people fainting in the aisles and running out of the theater, vomiting and having to be picked up by ambulances because they're so upset by what they've seen. Um, huge PR campaign. But in that movie, Reagan, the main character, is depicted as playing by herself while her mother is her mother's a very busy famous actress working on a movie so she's gone much of the time on the set and her daughter is left home alone um she's a, a child of divorce and she's playing with it she finds a Ouija board in the house they're staying at and begins playing with it by herself talking to someone identifying themselves as Captain Howdy and so it's depicted in the movie that that is the gateway that the devil uses to begin to entrap young Reagan into becoming possessed. And then you've got the movie is put out there saying that it was based on a true story. So you have people seeing this movie thinking it's a true story that the, all these events really happened and that she was really possessed after using a Ouija board. And from there it's like evangelicals were off to the races through the rest of the 70s, 80s, and into the 90s, um, you know, 
because this comes on the heels of this comes on the heels of the the Satanism stuff from the 60s. You know, you have the Church of Satan becoming like a big thing, Anton LaVey. You have the Manson murders. And so they connect it to, you know, use of Ouija boards. You know, that it's like, don't let your kids use Ouija boards because they're all going to get possessed by Satan. Well, so now I should say that there isn't a lot of information about like what Zozo is or where Zozo comes from. But one theory is that Zozo is Pazuzu. Who was the, that's the name of the, the name of the demon, the demon that initially, that initially possessed yeah. the boy that the movie, the book that was about the boy that got possessed. Yeah. The, the actual quote unquote true story. Right. Roland Doe. Roland Doe. Yeah. So the theory is that Zozo or Pazuzu is the demon that possessed the boy. So there's that. Right. But so, you know, they they make this connection, you know, and then, of course, in the 80s, you get a a big kind of spate of horror movies that come out using Ouija boards in them. You get Witchboard, you get the movie Don't Panic, um, and this just plays into conservative evangelical Christian, uh, the satanic panic movement. Um, And it looks to blame, you know, the evils of the world on... Uh, everything, music, movies, video games, TV, Ouija boards, you know, that it's, it's all inspired by the devil, um, that somehow in the eighties when there was the, you know, you're talking about the me generation when it, where it's all this narcissistic, egocentric fortune fame, uh, you know, possession driven culture, you know, uber capitalist corporate stuff. It's all me, 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 things, 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 greed, greed, greed. But somehow all the bad shit that's going on is because of like, you know, Metallica. Right. Or Ouija boards. Mm-hmm. Like your your kid your kids are getting corrupted, not because they're on a daily basis shown that like, you know, um, unless you're making money, unless you're making moves, you know, um, there's, we're still living in the Cold War where you're under the threat of nuclear annihilation every day. Mm-hmm. Somehow none of that stuff, none of the actual cultural crap that's going on at the time has anything to do with any you know presumed or perceived rise in evils of the world. Mm-hmm. It's all the shit that kids are into. Of course. You know, like, because basically that's a way for parents not to take the blame on themselves. Like, I'm a shit parent who doesn't, oh, yeah. doesn't pay attention to or take care of my kids properly, and they turn out to be bad apples, well, that's got to be because of those video games. <laughs> that's got to be because... I, ca- I, I knew it. I caught them playing with a Ouija board. Drag queens, honey. <laughs> now it's drag queens. I caught them playing with the Ouija, and now they're going out knocking over <laughs> liquor stores. <laughs> you know, so... Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's just... It's so, it's so ludicrous, you know, I... I used, we used Ouija boards all the time. We didn't become like, you know, crazy rampant Satanists possessed by evil Speak and whatever. for yourself. <laughs> now, now, I will say like, don't use them like, you know, like I never saw them as something that was like the party game that they were kind of marketed as um, because you're, you're dealing like whether or not any of it's real, whether or not any of it's real, you're dealing with stuff that it's like it's kind of big stuff if if you're going if you have a bunch of kids sitting around thinking they're going to talk to the dead that's actually kind of big psychological shit 
Like that's not just like awesome. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's like that's those are deep, deep rooted psychological (laughs) things. Like we're going to talk to dead people now. That's not just fuck around and find out stuff. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it's so you got to you got to kind of know what you're getting into. And and I would recommend like taking it seriously. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody make sure everybody that you're doing it with has the proper intention. You know, Um, I, I haven't used a Ouija board in years and years and years. That's because I decided I, you know, I I didn't need to feel the need to do that anymore or have any desire to mess around with that stuff. I'm happy with life as it is. I don't need to talk to any more ghosts. I'm going to start using it to make all of my decisions now (laughs) because I don't know. I think it can't do much worse than I have already done. So, but I mean, you know, I'm not going to be like this guy that I found on Reddit who filed a complaint with the Consumer Product Safety Commission over Ouija. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> he says, um, as the father of a son whose life has, I, and he's trying to sell uh, books too, by the way, it's oh. total ridiculousness. But he says, as the father of a son whose life has, I believe, been largely ruined due to his playing with a Ouija board as a child, I complained to the government agency that is supposed to control unsafe products, the Consumer Product Safety Commission, some years back. While the CPSC acknowledged my complaint, no other action was taken, as I once had the cab of my Jeep J10 pickup burned to a crisp because the Jeep engineers had put an empty bolt hole right over the catalytic converter under the cab. What? I have had some experience with the CPSC ignoring my complaint. (laughs) At a minimum, my hope was that the sales of the Ouija board be limited to adults over 18. <laughs> so, yeah, he, wow. he filed a complaint because his son used a Ouija board and apparently his son's life uh, went south. And it's not because he has a father that apparently willy-nilly sends in complaints to the Consumer Product Safety Commission. Sure, that has nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. This guy must be a gold standard dad. Sounds like it. And <laughs> this Ouija board just fucked his kid up something severe. And Gosh. so now he... and, and he, But he's like, I'm reasonable. <laughs> I don't want them all taken off the market. Yeah, just I want... And this is, this is what gets me. Because it's the classic... It's the classic satanic panic move. I just want a label put on it that says 18 and up. (laughs) I want a warning label. Don't tap the table. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah. that's pretty stupid. Yeah, kind of ridiculous. So uh, did you have any more stories you wanted to talk about? Or should I just read a, a couple of these? Uh, well, I just had a couple of articles. This one's from 2018. School children in Peru suffer hysteria following encounter with Ouija board and black magic. Oh, I heard about that one, yeah. Um, the children reported to have been found incoherent and writhing on the floor by a teacher after, <laughs> who arrived after hearing strange noises. Witnesses said that a teacher's daughter brought a book of black magic and a Ouija board to the school. Yeah, that's actually, they, they caught a bunch of students making out. <laughs> and but the students in response had to be like, "Oh no, we're all possessed." <laughs> oh, oh, oh. But then this article is from March. Nearly thirty fainting schoolgirls rushed to hospital after playing with a Ouija board, um, and this was in Colombia. Twenty-eight youngsters passed out while using the seance set. 
Um, so that's interesting. I don't, I don't know what's up with that, but mass hysteria? I don't know. Or did something happen? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, there's all kinds of stories. Like, there, it seems like um, I when I typed in, like, incidents with a Ouija board, you know, you had, like, uh, at least like four stories pop up about school children, you know, playing with Ouija boards at school and mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it's like there was that school down in Miami where it was like a like a quote unquote military academy that wasn't really truly aff- necessarily affiliated with the military, and they supposedly had an outbreak of like demonic possessions and stuff at that school. But it was also the school where, like, a lot of, like, kids who had gotten kicked out of other schools got sent. And so they could never really tell if these kids, like, if one kid just started, like, faking like he was possessed. And then all the other kids followed suit and they just started, like, destroying the school. Because they were so sick of being at this, like, crappy, you know, fake military academy. Mm -hmm. You know, that they just started wrecking everything. and And then they blamed it on the devil made us do it, you know. Right. Um... I have one here, uh, Trickster Spirit Through a Ouija Board. There's actually a Reddit, a Ouija Reddit. Um, And this was uh, posted by Huntress Eclipse. A friend of mine might have encountered one, a a trickster spirit, and I'm curious if anyone knows anything about them. They tried to contact a spirit with a friend. The friend has never done witchcraft as far as I know. My friend is rather new to all this, but after they tried this, the spirit didn't give a name. There were uh, two, two spirits. I guess one gave a name and one didn't. And then the second time, the nameless one said that the other didn't exist. After this, my friend's lights have been acting strange and they have gotten a bad nosebleed. They almost never get them. Uh, The friend's arm went limp and they couldn't move it. Uh, That might be a stroke guys um they both said they felt very dizzy and the board they used uh spelled the friend's name and went down the alphabet from a to z they stopped it at they stopped it at g and said goodbye i'm not sure if they might be might have offended the spirit by making jokes and i don't know if it is even a trickster they also recorded the board as it was happening and according to the friend it wasn't saved for some reason so apparently they were trying to record it in some way whether I don't, they don't say audio or video, but none of this, the recording was actually captured. Um, so that is weird. Um, as far as I know, the friend of my friend is okay. Um, oh, and apparently they, they didn't do something at the end. They, they use the word cleanse it. I don't know what that means. But apparently after they did it, they didn't close the session properly, I guess. And the door slammed on its own. Um, and they're asking, does the AZ mean anything? The board they got says that means it's trying to escape from the board. I'm not fully sure, but wouldn't uh, them interrupting it halfway possibly be been seen as disrespectful? Um, so that's kind of one of the classic scenarios that you hear about in the you know the kind of superstitious stuff like, oh, it was counting down in some way, and does that mean something? Um, you know I don't, who that sounds like? What? My buddy Zozo. Jeez. <laughs> oh, um, but yeah, so I mean, there's there's other stories, but I mean, most of them are, you know, it's all like this, like, did we talk to a ghost? Was it a demon? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of stuff like that. It's, you know, weird stuff happened to us afterwards. 
Um, so yeah, I don't know. Do you, did you have any, anything else, honey, or any personal experiences? I know I have one that I want to talk about at the end. Oh yeah, you totally have to. Now the only other one, like I don't really remember anything that we talked about, but the one time, well, the one time I said I was talking to my, uh, Elizabeth, which was the baby that my mom had before me, who was stillborn. And then another time I asked what my guardian angel's name was, and it's spelled out Ezra, which I thought was such a weird name, like Ezra. But then I later found out that's actually like a biblical name, Ezra. So maybe my guardian angel's name is Ezra, or maybe Zozo was lying to me. I don't know. Um, (laughs) But then I just found this interesting factoid that you might be interested in. So talking about... um, that Bond guy, not James, Elijah. Elijah, yeah. Uh, so this thing, he secured his patent with the help of the Ouija board. According to the Ouija legend, Bond's invention named itself. In addition, it also helped Bond secure the patent he needed to make his fortune on the planchette board. When Bond and his sister-in-law, Helen Peters, went to apply for their patent, the officer in charge of dispersing patents was, at best, skeptical. So the officer asked them to prove that the board really worked by asking it his name. Bond and Peters, with the help of their Ouija board, were able to discover the officer's name, and he granted them a patent for the board. That's right. I did read that. I did read that, but didn't include it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. Like like I said, you have this thing where, and part of the reason why I don't, like, if you talk to my mother, my mother believes that Ouija boards are portals to the hoary netherworlds of Satan, and that no good comes from them, and it's you know you don't touch them, you get rid of them. You know she 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 caught uh, Simon and his buddies trying to maybe play with one once, and she mm-hmm. she threw it out the back door and recommended they burn it or something. And mm-hmm. you know I've never felt that way because because like I said, if you look at the history of it, it was not started as something that was quote unquote to talk to. Uh, ghosts, let alone demons or any of the other stuff, um, it was really developed just to to have a little fun. And even the guys that that were at the beginning of it were like, "This is maybe at best to tap into some psychic ability of the people that are using it, you know, mm-hmm. to to allow them to access information that they might not otherwise." have access to from, you know, some other dimension of reality or from their own minds, their own deep, deep, you know, the collective unconscious and things like that. Um, and it, it developed into the other stuff. It developed in, by, by people using it, you know, it, 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 and again, I go back to, it's your intention. It's how you're intending to go about it. It's like with anything else that you do, in any capacity of paranormal investigation or scholarship or whatever, if you believe in this stuff, if you believe these things occur, whatever, it's about the intention you go into it with. Like, you know, we watch these ghost shows and you've got some of these shows where these guys go in and very kind of, you know, somewhat, I mean, they're maybe paranormal, but they feel kind of mundane, like as far as like, oh, a door opened or closed or things like that and then you have other shows where they walk in and they are actively like some they seem to be like looking for dark evil demon stuff and of course they always find it Mm -hmm. 
you know, and it's because of the intention you go in with. If you're going right. into a place or a situation and you're open to just allowing whatever is going to happen to happen and you're not going in with any preconceived intent, because um, I believe that, that your, your mental state, your intentions, your presuppositions can affect your environment. And so if you're going in, just show me what you got. I want to see it, but you're not trying to put anything on that uh, location or that environment. You're going to get whatever's there to offer. But if you, and so with Ouija boards, if you go in and you're looking to get scared, well, guess what? Something scary is going to happen. If you're going into it with the intent of, I just want to find out some things. I want to discover some things. I want to uncover some truths that I might not otherwise know then you're going to maybe get some interesting stuff that doesn't have anything to do with scary demons with two-letter names, you know? Hey, I didn't go in with the intention of getting possessed. But you asked the question. <laughs> well. Like, you want, you and your friend wanted some freaky, scary shit, and that's what you got. <laughs> Admit it. I guess. Right, right. So, um... So I guess in closing, uh, talking about like intent and, and in relation to the Ouija board and whether it's, you know, a portal to the netherworld or whatever, um, the, the last story I know I wanted to talk about was the last experience that I had on a Ouija board, the very last time I ever used one. This was before you and I got together. We knew each other in college, but we hadn't seen each other in years. And I was hanging out with a friend. It was like we we were very bored that day. There wasn't really a whole lot to do. We, we were older. We were like grown-ass people. Um, but this friend of mine that I was spending the day with, we went and had lunch and stuff, and she lived in kind of an older house. And I said, uh, we, were, we had talked that day about like these old Ouija board things that I used to do with, you know, my friends. And she was like, I was, she was like, well, do you still have it? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, why do you want to maybe try it out? And she's like, well, I have this old house. Maybe, you know, I've always wondered if there's something going on there. And so we went and picked up the Ouija board from my house, took it over to her house and started using it. And it was really boring. It was really like as an adult using a Ouija board, you feel so, so bullshit doing it. <laughs> So we were like really getting nothing. Like we were getting, we were getting answers and stuff, but it was like kind of just all crap. You know, it was, it was like so, so boring. Um, but then before we were getting ready to stop, we were like, we were both get, we could tell we were both getting bored with it and we were getting ready to stop. And I said, Hey, you know, normally I wouldn't do this, but is it okay if I just ask like one personal question? Cause you're really not, you know, I was, we always kind of had like a bit of a thing against like, like the asking what day you're going to die and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And she said, go ahead, shoot, you know, do whatever you want. And I said, okay. I, cause I was single, I was kind of lonely. And I said, is the next woman that I have a relationship with going to be the woman that I marry? And very quickly it pointed to Yes. And very sarcastically and skeptically, I said, oh, yeah, okay, how do you know? And it spelled out the phrase, a good source, spelled out all the letters. And I said, oh, who's your source? And it spelled out uh, T-O-N-I, Tony, and then it spelled 
uh, H-O-P-P-E-R, Hopper. And when it first spelled the name Tony, I knew a girl with the name Tony spelled T-O-N-I. And so I was like, at first I was like, Tony? And, and then it spelled Hopper. And I'm like, well, I don't know any Tony Hopper. Like, I don't know. What is it? I'm like, okay, uh, whatever, thanks. And I didn't think much of it. And I went home and everything was okay. And then next thing you know, uh, a while goes by. I think months went by. And then you and I start talking and you had just gotten divorced and you had your son and um, we start chatting and we start getting together. And I really kind of like you're you're kind of telling me about your experiences with your ex-husband and going through all that backstory and everything and stuff I didn't know anything about. And then you mentioned that you had had a pregnancy prior to having Simon and that you lost that child, um, but it was a boy. Um, you knew it was a boy, and that you named that boy Anthony. And at some point, and I don't even know if it's right when you said it, it might have been like the second time I heard the story, maybe. And all of a sudden I said, Anthony. And I, and I realized that your last name when you were married to your previous husband was Hopper. You weren't Jenny Hayden anymore. You were Jenny Hopper. Now you're Jenny Thatcher. I am? (laughs) You are. (laughs) And I thought, and all of a sudden the gears started going. And I'm like, Anthony Hopper. Tony. Tony Hopper. And I'm like, and I mean, I get chills now when I think about it. But I I got major chills then. And I'm like, Holy shit. Tony Hopper, like whoever, whatever, whoever, whether it was our psychic subconscious or whatever that we were talking to on the board that day, says they had a good source for telling me that the next woman I was with, I was going to marry and that they named their source that it was Tony Hopper. And I'm like, holy fucking shit. The next woman I was with was you. And we ended up getting married, having our son Jack. And and you knew the whole time. <laughs> and didn't tell me. <laughs> and, the, and the person who knew, who tells me through, somehow through this board, is Tony Hopper. It's pretty wild. And that was, it, if I had my doubts about what is possible on a Ouija board that confirmed for me that on some level, maybe not all the time, maybe it's about who you're with. Maybe it's about the intention, but there is something, something uh, we, me and my friend tapped into something that day where this piece of information came through that I could not possibly have known, let alone my friend have somehow known. There's no way. There's literally no way either of us could have known that name or known that information. And next thing you know, here I am. Married to you with all this. And I got that message. And that proved to me that day that Ouija board's Maybe it's, like I said, I don't think it's the board. I don't think it's the physical stuff. But 
Ouija boards are no joke. That shit works sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's freaky when it does. Yep. Eat that, Zozo. <laughs> and that's the thing. It good do- things it, can happen, too. Yeah, it was not scary. Mm-hmm. It was an amazing... When that connected, yeah. all of a sudden I was like... That was one of the one of the first moments I think I had where I was like, "Holy shit, this is all real!" Mm-hmm. Like, there's something going on here that's definitely real that I can't put my finger on. Um. So yeah. So I don't know, honey. To wrap it up, how do you feel about that? I think yeah, it gives me chills too. That's like that's a great story, and I totally believe it. Like, I just do. Yeah. Yeah, it just it, it amazes me every time I think about it. Mm-hmm. So, Ouija boards, honey. Yay or nay? Yay. <laughs> would you Let would you rec- it. would you recommend that that people uh, uh would you should they be afraid of them? No, don't be afraid of them. No, go in with good intentions. Protect yourself. Always say goodbye. If it starts spelling its name with a Z, get the fuck out of there. And 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 do you think that um, do you think that it's possible to experience a liminal space when using them? Absolutely. Doesn't get more in between than that. That's... And are, what I mean, I'm on the fence of it's if it's ghosts or psychic stuff. What do you think? Final mm-hmm. final word. Final verdict. Ghosts ghosts it might be ghosts folks we're not saying it's ghosts but it's ghosts but it's ghosts all right that's the that's about uh, all the time we have um follow us on facebook find us on twitter um you know where to look those things up you know what to type in Google it. and please if you have any stories any ouija board stories ghost stories anything crazy we love it we love to hear about weird stuff that liminal unlimited at gmail.com is just sitting there waiting to hear from you. Right, honey? That's right. All right, so from me and from me, thank you for listening, and we will see you on the other side. Good night. <laughs>